guys hello and welcome back i'm jojo fraser it's time for a mojo injection episode 81 thank you for being here i'm all in with the intention to light you up and create some fire and get you into that place of deep intuition knowing what you want to do let's wake up that little voice in you that may have been toned down by a partner a family member the, the pressure from society the media whatever let's get back to that real place that little voice and my guest is sensational i have elaine lennon musician songwriter all-round legend you're going to get to hear some of her music you're going to get to hear her story i will tag all our channels so you can approach her or get more of her music but yeah you're going to be inspired and it's all about that little voice that we suppress and how we can break free from that and live out our dreams. She is living out her dream right now. She's doing exactly what she's meant to be doing and she heard that little voice as a child. But what do we do? We listen to others, we suppress things. It's called being human. We take things on and I, she took me right back to my drama. When I first discovered it in primary school, I knew it was something I was meant to do and as I went into secondary school you know I still knew but some people advised me to play it safe you know I was getting great results with business management why didn't I avoid the competitive drama school and go do a degree in business I don't regret that choice I had a phenomenal time at uni I met great friends I traveled I learned so much but I found my way back to that place of entertaining and I, yeah, Elaine's woken up a voice in me that I'm going to end up just listening to because I love acting, I love performing. I also love being very, very real in my own character and that's what this place is for. It's a safe place we can all come judgment-free, be open, share our hopes, desires, dreams, fears, worries, whatever we want to share. That is what this place is for and... Yeah, I'm really excited for what you're going to get from this. I, you know, I've been thinking a lot over the festive period, as we, we often do. It's a time to reflect and perhaps it brings up stuff like problems that you have. Something I've always struggled with is, you know, John Lennon, not Elaine Lennon. Um, you may say, I'm a dreamer. You know, my husband will sometimes joke at me for being a bit of a dreamer because he's the cleaner I'm the dreamer <laughs> and when we're at home together he'd be like tidy 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 and I'm a bit like I never want to tidy as much as you do because it's not on my agenda I want to dream and write and create content whereas what makes him happy is a really clean controlled house with everything in order now I'm not saying that's wrong because I do like it when things are tidier but sometimes it's not my number one and I want to write I want to I'm like that kind of stereotypical writer that needs their cave you know and they they, they need their time to create and some people will say self-indulgent do the dishes do the cleaning do the hoovering do the ironing do the and I'm like no you know that's my little voice and I, I just love creating um and I think you know relationships can be hard things can come up at Christmas but what labels do you want to kind of up the the presence on? Like, do you want to keep creating? Do you want more time for your art? Um, 
what labels do you need to distance yourself from? You know, I said something to a friend recently, um, I'm an empath, and then I instantly regretted it because I was like, that's me just putting another label out there. Yes, the personality test said I'm, I'm an empath, but really, I don't have to take on everyone's stuff. I don't have to be overly sensitive. I can protect myself just because I feel and I can be empathetic doesn't mean that I have to call myself an empath. Um, so I want you to think about the labels that you've taken on too strongly. And then I want you to think about times that you're challenged perhaps in your home life or with different relationships about when you really clash and, and you sort of think, do opposites really attract? Is this really what I want? Um, it can be really hard, but I think just being very, very honest and saying, you know, to your partner, look, I'm I'm not doing my job for me, I'm doing it for you. Or look, I I'm I'm just not totally the same as you and you need to see things from my point of view and take a step back and, and try and articulate that don't be afraid to do so and don't be afraid of being a weirdo because we're all weird and wonderful in our own way so embrace what makes you you right we, we need to jump in guys this is too good let's do this elaine you're a legend Yeah, so, holy sweet moly, you're so inspirational. And I really, I really mean that. And I know, like, life is so busy. And you are a mum, as you said yeah. to me, you're yes. a mum first and foremost, right? Absolutely. Got young humans that, that need you. But at the same time, the label mum sometimes can hold people back, right? Because you say, oh, I'm a mum now. Well, yeah, you're a mum, but there's other people that can help you and you're your own person as well. And it's really important that, yes, you're there for your kids, but you also have time for you and you've achieved so much. And wow, first off, well done. Thank you. Thank you. It's interesting you saying about um, being a mum because that is part of the reason that drives me to do what I do because I want to show my children um, that if you follow your dream, you can work really hard and carve out uh, a career for yourself that makes you happy and allows you still to be the parent, the, the brother, the sister. Um, so yeah, it's important for me to show the boys, I've got two little boys, that working hard and being a mum and a good parent can be one and the same. I love that, I love that. And they see effort. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. They see it, but it's not easy because you're gonna have all these thoughts in your head the guilt <laughs> oh. yeah i have introduced my children to microwave wheels this last week yeah they they, they were very used to all the home cooked and now i'm like oh you know mummy has to um work a microwave now uh because i can't i can't spend that extra half hour i've got something else to do um so yeah but they're, they're enjoying um macaroni and cheese i remember when my mom she went back to teaching and uh the food all of a sudden went from like home cooked to like chicken Kievs. I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> I love all this stuff. I got to this. work quickly. Oh, I was like, bird's eye, what is this? Mum, this is amazing. I also noticed that a large bottle of wine 
started uh, looking in the fridge. She's probably like, ah, oh, survival. Not uh, that I'm, um, you know, telling people that is the answer. You know, as I said, TEDx talks is talking all about alcohol and how we we naturally say, oh, that's the answer all the time. And we need to find other answers too, because obviously- It might be the answer for that moment, but yeah. the next morning when you're getting woken at five o'clock by your kid going, hi, mommy. You know, that's, yeah, not- not the best thing to have done the night before. Yeah, it can make it worse. Um, but something like I really love about your TEDx talk is, you know, you're speaking about this little voice. Like, talk to us. When was the first time? Can you remember, or was it just when you were younger? Or yeah, I do. I clearly remember it. It's the moment when I got goosebumps listening to this old black brick of a cassette player that my dad had given me for my birthday, and I pressed the the little triangle play and Karen Carpenter's voice sang. I didn't know she was Karen Carpenter. I just, it was a female voice. And geez, oh, I actually remember sitting on the side of my bed and stopping, just still. Only me and this voice in the room. Um, I didn't really resonate with what she said. It was how she said it. It was the emotion that made me feel. And um, geez, oh, I wore that tape out over and over and over. Just the, the, the melodies, the, the, the instrumentation. Again, didn't know those words at the time, but that little voice said, this is your home. This is what you're supposed to do. This is your connection to this world. You're supposed to make music. And I, I knew that then, and I, I trusted that little voice as the one that says you're supposed to be a firefighter or an astronaut or you know the doctors the lawyers the engineers the builders whatever your little voice tells you um it's really your own personal sat nav that is is showing you the way that happiness is in your life and how you can achieve that so i was around about eight when i heard that voice for the first time oh that is magical and, and you just, it's like the soul speaking to you. It's like, ah, oh, I can't ignore this. Yeah, yeah. it was so, so powerful. And it, it led me to then start to make up my own songs. And, you know, I would sing them out the back window, uh, going to school in the car. Uh, there was always music in our house anyway. So that was a, a, a very happy music-filled upbringing that, that I had. And um, it was very natural for me in a, a Sunday morning, along with the smelling of, of um, brewing coffee and baking cakes was to sit at the piano and just just sing and, and uh, make up my own wee songs and that was my happy place still is we all need a happy place as well because the life's hard and you know i was speaking to a music coach recently and um, or people that help build up the well-being of our musicians because what you guys do is raise the vibrations of the planet like with your music <laughs> it's like the biggest gift music yeah. is it, it transports us it brings us to tears it stops us in our tracks it connects us it grounds us it's just magic oh it absolutely is i mean the whole the whole phrase about sad songs make us happy it's been scientifically proven that if you listen to sad songs even if you don't realize it your endorphins are raised because wow, I didn't know that. That, that, yeah and you know there's all that, these studies about how people that go to live music performance have a, a, a longer life expectancy. And it's not just about the upbeat, about the inspirational and motivational and um, really fast songs that get you up on your feet. It's a balance between those fast songs and the high energies, but also the ones that 
make you stop, make your make your heart beat a little bit slower. And mm. the, the sad songs really pull because everyone has joy and everyone has sadness. And sometimes mm. all you want to do is connect mm -hmm. with someone else who's felt the same way. And it's our mm. job as musicians to help you bring out those emotions. Um, the number of times that I've had people come up to me after after events and some of them in tears and just saying, you know, thank you for writing that, that I needed to hear that right now. And they usually have a really interesting story that resonates with the song, but that's the main thing. I needed to hear that right now. That's something that really touched me and moved me. And that to me is what I do this for. That's the reason, you know, it's to connect with people. It's amazing. Uh, can you think of the most powerful line you've written or Oh gosh, oh, um, oh, on the spot here, the most powerful, I guess, maybe not the most powerful, but the one that makes me smile is um, in the song that I'm doing the TED talk about, um, which is called Little Bird, Little Sailor. And there's one line that says, so just enjoy the wind beneath you, have some fun, jump in the waves. And it literally, it reminds me in the busyness of everyday life and if you want to be successful at anything you have to be busy in the right areas um, mm -hmm. not just flapping those wings but really focus on areas that are going to help you achieve your goal but sometimes you, you can get to the place where there's too many plates spinning and you start to think oh you know, why am i doing this and then that line so just enjoy the one beneath you have some fun jump in the waves makes me remember the little voice of being a kid and the, the just this is what life's all about have some fun stop really look back and think okay i'm really really busy but what have i achieved in that look at everything you know i've turned up for work i've turned up for myself today and um just to chill out that's that's the main point and really look back and enjoy your your good your good high moments what keeps us from jumping in the waves i love that line ourselves that's that's my opinion um because we could call it fear we could call it resistance we could call it all these different labels uh put the blame on other people the finger waggers that you can't that you shouldn't um but ultimately it's our choice it, we are the only people that can hold ourselves back and i think once you realize that it all lies with you and you don't have to listen to the other people saying you can't, you should. I mean, I was told I should be a librarian at school. Mm -hmm. Anybody who knows me knows that I talk way too much to be a librarian. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, trying to lose the stories that other people created for you when you're young, the, um, the you should be's rather than your little voice, this little guide that knows where your happy place is and what, what your connection with the world should be, rather than ignoring that voice and listening to the voice of other people telling you what you should be that's what i mean when i say only us only we hold ourselves back because um if we only choose to listen to our little voice then we will find that direction and other people will follow the ones that um will say oh you can't or you shouldn't you will probably find that they will be the first ones to come and say well done i'm really proud of you which is great because what that shows to me is that when they said you shouldn't do this or you can't, it was really that little voice in them came from a place of fear for you. And it came from a place of love for you because they don't want you 
to put yourself out there and get hurt. And um, it's, it's fear talking in them as well. So once you acknowledge that's all it is, they really do care and they really do want you to succeed, um, it actually liberates you. So you are the only person really holding yourself back, in my, my opinion. And it's that that's so powerful because it's realizing nothing is personal. You know, people would say to me at the start, like, why just get a real job and what are you doing? And oh, and it would be so easy for me to be like, oh, why are you not supporting me? Why are you not understanding? And then you go into victim mode. Um, and that just you just carry that negativity on your shoulders with you. And it's really not nice. Whereas if we can react with empathy and kindness and go, right, OK, I'll never get into their mind and I don't know what they're thinking and what fears this may be bringing up, but I don't have to take on that story, you know, because I know, as you're saying, this little voice is telling me it, it's such a powerful, um, you know, it's like intuition. It's, you know, wherever you believe it comes from. Um, do you believe in a higher source or do you believe it's within you? I mean, it's, it's powerful, you know, and, and it's, I believe that, it's easy to distract yourself with other things. Mm -hmm. Housework, yep. certainly know what I use. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, no just, learning pile right now would disagree with that. It's not competing with anything right now. Absolutely, because you, you go for it, you go for it. So like, how can we start to break down this resistance and, and really follow our dreams? Because you are living your dream out right now you know i learned a phrase that really helped and um it's this isn't it interesting uh, that's that's the phrase isn't it interesting so when i'm feeling fear i'll acknowledge what that is and i'll say isn't that interesting that this is frightening me right now and then i'll let it go and i'll say okay i'm gonna do it anyway because that little voice although it's a little quiet voice is actually saying yeah it's really scary come on let's do this it's 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 acknowledging yet there's fear so you you're on the right path i've started to use fear and that little voice as a direction marker it tells you where you're supposed to go and so yeah that phrase isn't interesting when somebody says you can't isn't it interesting you think i can thank you for that okay i'm gonna do it isn't it interesting that um i thought i couldn't do that and there you go I've just done whatever it is that I set out to achieve. Isn't that interesting? Let it go. Just that's that's the most powerful phrase that has helped me to be able to 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 fulfil this dream. And I still have a long way to go. I am at the bottom of an extremely massive, um, steep steep learning curve. But I'm putting myself out there. I am taking the risk of not being liked because. Not everyone will resonate with my music, but a lot of people will, and that's the people that I'm doing it for. Mm -hmm. The messages, the inspiration, the comfort in the songs that I'm writing. There are people out there that need to hear these right now, and sometimes they don't even realize until they've listened to the songs, and then they're like, oh, geez, she was talking to me, and I am able to connect with people in the exact same way that Karen Carpenter connected with me as an eight-year-old and told me this is what you should do this is how you can connect this is your place in the world 
What were the words from Karen Carpenter? It was actually, it was a sad song. So I think Karen set me off and the sad songs made me happy, but it was rainy days and Mondays. Mm-hmm. And I think it was just the key, because I, I believe when the, um, now in my adult, more knowledgeable um, head, I believe that she started singing it in a much higher key. She was told to sing it in a higher key. And when they only brought it down, you could actually feel the same emotion in her voice. It's the tone of the voice. Um, I believe in that song and knowing her story now that those were words of truth, even though she, you know, maybe didn't write every single word on every single song she's ever sang. She could feel the emotion. And I think that's what people, when they come to events and, and hear me perform live, they connect with that emotion. They might not have written any of the, the words or the melodies, but they feel the same emotion. Um, and, and that's very, very powerful. So powerful. And you were saying you thought you wrote this song um, for your kids. Talk to us about that. Yeah, Little Bird, Little Sailor. Um, I was on a beach one day and my little kids were playing um, just at the side of the, the, the water's edge. And I was, I was watching them and I thought, you know, you're so different. One's a little bird and you're always flapping about. And, oh. and the other one's the little sailor who's not afraid to go and navigate in new waters. And, and um, I knew that at that moment I had to write something that would inspire them to be who they are individually mm-hmm. and to remind them to listen to their own little voices because I will not always be here to give them that guidance but what they will have is the ability to put on a, a song and listen to the lyrics and know that I'm speaking to them um, so it's things like um, little birds there's a big world out there to be found um, got your wings already but your feet won't leave the ground um, so very kind of inspirational but uh, really at the end of the song when I, I performed it for the first time I realized then and there that this was actually a note to myself because I wrote this song before I had taken the next steps to actually nerve-wrackingly go out and perform it live. Um, so I, I had convinced myself I was writing it for them, and in many ways I have done. But even doing the TED Talk itself and the preparation for it, it started to make me realise that this is for me. And um, yeah, and I will be listening to this probably once every six months when I've got a new part of my story that I want to venture into. I'll put it back on and it will inspire me to, to take that next step and, and whatever that, that is, whatever that has to be. So yeah, a bit both. I love that. And it's so clear that your intentions are, are really good. You know, you really want to help people. And, and I love that, you know, it's like, I often think of all these negative thoughts we get. It's so interesting, you know, when you, you say that, I love it. Um, but it's like, you know, the, the, I've been doing a lot of mindfulness and they would call it the ego, you know, part of our mind that can, and it's like, you know, the devil on the shoulder. And it's like, there's constantly this battle between the good, which is the little voice, the little angel, <laughs> and the devil saying, oh, but you're this and you're that and you're this and you're that. And it's a real metaphor for life, isn't it? That we all have a choice. Uh-huh. We do, and we all have the little devil and the little angel, as you see, um, on our shoulders, and they all they all compete. Isn't that interesting? Mm-hmm. It's, that's that phrase again. Isn't it interesting that we all have a little devil 
and we all have a little angel. I mean, the album um, itself, it's out at Celtic Connections in January. And the, the first half of the album, if you, if you think of it as like a vinyl A side and B side, the first half really follows the, the, the beginning journey of my life. There's one song in there in particular, which is the first real song that I wrote, which was 17 years ago. Uh, and it was after a life event that um, really made me lose my own identity. Um, I was in a, a car crash and spent a lot of years after that in, in rehabilitation. And, you know, all the, the, the wonderful NHS staff that, that I worked with and had the, the, the joy of being able to, to really bring myself back up to, to who I am now. But again, that little voice, rather than being a little voice, when I needed it most, when I was at my darkest moment, if you like, that little voice was no longer little. It was screaming, music is what will really heal you. Music is what will, will take you to that next level. And that's when I, I wrote my first song and it was really therapy. Um, so that was 17 years ago, I wrote it and then I, I set it aside for the next 17 years. Uh, dusted it off. Finally, after 17 years, I thought, this song is cooked. This is going on the album. If I don't do it now, I never will. Um, but that's called Alone Here With Me. And when you listen to that track, you can hear the despair. You can feel it in every note. And the way it's been produced by producer Findlay Napier and recorded by Paul Savage, who is an award-winning engineer. He's worked with Mogwai, Deacon Blue, Franz Ferdinand. To be able to, to actually give this little chunk of my soul along with another 10 little chunks of my soul to producers and engineers who I've met possibly like within the last year, a little longer perhaps. It was terrifying because you know I've never felt so fragile, so vulnerable, so just literally terrified. Are these guys gonna understand? Are they gonna get? Are they gonna overproduce? Mm -hmm. um, are they going to put their stamp on on my songs? And I was very fortunate because um, Finley Napier listened to everything that I wanted um, from these songs and he gave me that back and just so much more. Uh, the instrumentation on these songs just bring them to life. Uh, sometimes when, I, when I'm, you know, really, really busy head and spinning all these plates, I will sit in the darkness at night and listen to this album. I know everybody else hasn't heard it yet. It's not out yet, but I will listen to it. And God, I'm just so grateful and so, you know, pinch me. Oh, the, the beautiful violins, violas, cellos, the string section that Patsy Reed put in there. It, it takes it to a different level. These songs are epic mm. and um, they do, make you feel things like um very fortunate a guy called ian sloan who's a master on pedal steel he's there's these soaring pedal steel parts that you think gee oh my god that's just hit right where it needed to at exactly the right time so yeah these songs are a collection of an insight into my heart and soul they're not all based on truth but there has to be truth true emotion in there there's quite dark songs on there too so there's a contrast with the first part of the album being you know, that little hard time that we all have to go through to before we see the light. Yeah. And then the second part is really the inspirational parts that, okay, I have now listened to my little voice. 
I know where I'm going. I have finally got the direction and my connection with world. And um, here's the songs to prove it. Uh, so, so yeah, there's one track on the album that's um, called Fear Breakup Song. Mm -hmm. And it's literally about my breaking up with that bad, that negative relationship with fear. Everyone has fear. Everyone feels fear. It's there for a reason. But when it becomes a negative relationship that stops and prevents you from being who you are supposed to be, then you need to acknowledge that and you need to break up with that abusive, bad relationship. And um, so that, that song is literally about me breaking up with fear. So it's got all the emotions in it that you would go through in a normal breakup song mm -hmm. with somebody that you love and you've been in this relationship with. Um, but yeah, mine was very much a negative relationship with fear. So yeah, the album kind of covers a wide, wide spectrum of um, my life and how I've got to this, this point in time. And who knows where it's going to go next? Who knows? But I'm in the game. I'm in it. And I'm finally following my little voice. So I'm, I'm finding my place. It's, it's honestly so inspirational to hear that because fear is very real. And as you say, it's there for a reason, but it can hold us back. And you know, you had a choice and it's also powerful what you say about the accident, how the voice really came louder and it was hard to ignore. And you see people, you know, I, I get the pleasure of meeting and interviewing people that have had, you know, the worst sort of trauma, horrible situations and they've gone on to do amazing, amazing things, you know, and it's, I don't think life is meant to be easy, is it? Yeah. Um, if I had listened to that voice years ago and pursued a, a, a career in music, I would not have this collection of songs. Mm -hmm. I would not be speaking to you now. Um, I would not be able to resonate with people in the exact same way that this album hopefully will. Um, so yeah, listening to that little voice and, and not fighting against it, but knowing and not being hard on yourself that your time hasn't been missed. It will always be there for you to come back to. And when everything all comes into place, all the jigsaw pieces of listening to your voice to guide you, your own personal sat-nav um, and the right time mm -hmm. and not being, not being blasé about it. Following your dreams is great, but you have to be professional about it. You need to have money to put food on the table, to pay the bills. This is not me saying, oh, I've always dreamt to go and climb a mountain I think I'll just abandon everything and, and go and do that this is me saying find a way of following your dreams mm -hmm. while still having something to be be able to sustain a life yeah um, so yeah if it means follow your dream part-time mm -hmm. and make sure you pay the bills with other jobs which is what I'm doing just now mm -hmm. um, then eventually once you build up everything around that dream, whatever it is, then yeah, my wish for, for everybody is that they can make a full-time sustainable career out of following their dreams. How cool would that be? But it's up to us to carve and be creative and to work really hard, work with the right people, mm -hmm. seek out the right people to work with so that our time, which is very precious, is spent with the people that are like-minded, that are encouraging us that are, are able to, to share and, and that you're able to share something with them. It's a two-way two street. Um, so yeah, very much um, a mixture of everything, but 
but not to be blasé about it. Be professional. Treat it in the same way that you would treat of your project. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes when it's personal, we feel guilty following or spending time on something that's for us only. So sometimes I imagine that um, someone's given me a project called Elaine Lennon and I have to make that project succeed. And when you're doing something yourself in your own business, I know you'll, you'll resonate with this as well, um, Jojo, but you don't have that person to give you the pat on the back. Mm -hmm. You don't know that you're on the right path. Mm -hmm. uh, you do feel very alone and isolated because you don't have the team behind you. You are your um, agent, your manager, your, your lawyer, your um, negotiator, as well as, in my case, songwriter and performer. You know, who gets you those gigs to go out and perform? Nobody wanted to know me because I wasn't tested. You know, I was, I was relatively new to the industry. Um, so I had to go out and um, set up my own music events and invite other people to come to me. So all of a sudden I wasn't just songwriter and performer, I was promoter. Um, you know, setting up the contracts for those, dealing with the venues. Uh, so yeah, you have to wear, uh, I hate to say it, but the more than one hat. Um, mm. You really have to be flexible and don't expect other people to do that because they won't, they mm -hmm. just won't. And if you do find someone out there in the industry that is, is willing to help you, like I have been so fortunate um, to, to be able to meet um, music lovers and music creators alike. And once you find those people, you hold on to them with both hands because they do not come around often. And if somebody gives, you give. Somebody takes, you take. But sometimes it's, it's okay to be the first person that gives a little bit more of yourself. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you will get that back. And sometimes you won't. There you go. Isn't that interesting? I've done all this work for this person and they've not acknowledged or, or helped in any way. I'm so happy that I did what I did. But isn't that interesting? I, I will be putting my resources elsewhere next time. Those kind, of, those kind of things. It's learning as you go as well. That is hard. And I struggle with that sometimes. I, I, I love to give and I get that sense from you and you and you, I always see collaborate not competition you know because we all yep, have a story absolutely. and you know you give 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 and then sometimes you just feel like right I just feel like I'm giving all the time in that collaboration and actually great I'm glad I was able to help but it gets to a point where you you think right okay and, it, and it's not taking it personally either you sort of think as you say isn't that interesting yeah I mean, I've, I've been very fortunate to work with some amazing people and to have been influenced by some amazing people. Um, even the, the band Raintown, they're an award-winning country duo. They approached me and said, would you like to collaborate? Now, they took an absolute chance because, you know, I haven't released anything, didn't even have anything on Spotify, but they had heard my music and we had chatted and they are just so professional and lovely people. And we said, right, let's give it a go. And we actually came out with a song um, called My Whole World, which is going to be on a future album from, of theirs. And I'll definitely put it on a future album of mine. And it's already resonating with so many people. So people like that, that, that take a chance on new and upcoming artists like myself, you know, hats off to them. And also the people that encourage me, like um, the first person who ever listened to to um, any of my homemade demo songs was a guy called Ben Glover. He took some time after one of his own events just to chat songwriting with me. Um, and he listened to the songs 
And um, apart from the fact that it's taken time to listen, which is, is the first thing, you know, I now do that with other people's music because mm -hmm. I know how much it means to them. But he wrote an email back and um, he just said one little word or one little phrase, I should say. What are you looking to do with these next? And, you know, to him, that was just a, all right, what are you looking to do with these next? But to me, that was a, this big megaphone call. Oh my God, there is a next step. Mm. I hadn't thought beyond, oh, I hope this person likes what they hear. Mm -hmm. But now in that little email back, that one little phrase, what are you looking to do next? Opened up this massive, big potential didn't know what to do with it, didn't know where to go with it. Um, so I've learned along the way to ask for help. And both Ben and, and many of the other people at Nashville Songwriters International, there's been so many people that I have been brave enough to ask for help mm -hmm. and say, you know what, I've got these songs that I'm really passionate about, but I, I don't know anyone in the industry. I, I'm not in the music scene. Um, I've been raising my family in my little bubble and, um, you know, so I don't have all these these amazing contacts. I don't know the promoters, the venues, but asking for help and some people will will be so forthcoming with their advice um, that it is 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 heartwarming. Others won't, and that's fine. They're not ready to to be confident in their own abilities enough to want to help other people, and that's fine. Um, but when you do have those that go out of their way to to help you. Um, I tell you what, I, for one, I'm extremely grateful. Well, they'll never know how much, how, you know, it's just being so thankful and focusing on those people that have really been cheerleaders and that, that wisdom they can give. It's amazing. And, and that's a very powerful statement as well. Some people aren't ready or, you know, um, in that place where they feel they, they can, you know, and it's just like life is abundant. It's that fear thing. Or faith, it's like, well, I want to help everyone, you know, when, when I can. Um, well, not everyone, you know, yeah. we, can't, we can't do it all, but, you know, want to do a bit. Or it's like that, no, no, my time, my time, my time, it's all mine. <laughs> um, and these people make a big difference. So many other folks that you can, you can connect with, particularly with music. Um, like, I've been connecting on a, a completely different level this week. Um, taking 49 school children um, down to the, the local college where another musical friend, Ronnie Gilmore, has allowed us to, to use his team of students down there to record a Christmas song that I have written in the school with mm. um, children aged between five and eight. You know, it's amazing that the school let me in. <laughs> I was like, okay, please, can I, can I come and, 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 and show? show children that it's not just all about the X factor. That mm -hmm. everybody these days, oh, I want to be a blogger. I want to, I want to be a singer. Mm -hmm. And I want to, to really make some dreams come true because now we are 49 singer-songwriter collaborators on what I think is a fabulous Christmas song. I'm so proud of these little kids. Um, but the fact that we could take them or, or I could really take them on that journey from this is a concept of a song, let's, mm -hmm. let's write a Christmas song, right through the process of, okay, so how do we start? And do we start with lyrics or do we start with a melody? Who are we writing this for? What, what change do we want to make in the people that we are singing to? Who are we singing to? 
and you know they were coming up with things like oh I want my, my mummy to feel proud and you know Christmas isn't just all about Santa and reindeers it's about family and you know they, they were coming up with all these amazing ideas and then to take that into the next level and actually write a song with them um, and I did all the kind of backing on the, the piano the, the melodies and things and to go in and actually see their little faces of oh wow that's what we wrote and now it's been put to music and we can sing along and then to continue that through so now they know that it's not just about standing on a stage and singing you have to put the work in you have to write the song come up with the idea got to think about who it is that you are actually singing to why you're doing this in the first place um, and it, uh, one of the little boys said it's because my mummy gets really busy at Christmas and I said yep that's called stress we feel it we do uh, and somebody said well I want my daddy to to listen to this song and remember what Christmas is all about oh you know this, this is their little voices you know oh. so the first line in the song um, is hear my little voice sing feel the joy that I can bring oh. and it's, it's such an amazing song and um, Ronnie Gilmore, as I see, up at um, the New College Lanarkshire in, in, in Cumbernauld, he has been such a pivotal force in taking that to the next level and allowing some of the students from his first year course to record. Um, to, they're, they're currently mixing and mastering this version of the song and allow all of these beautiful children to come in and go through the experience the hard work experience of recording their song in a proper studio and you know they, they learn very quickly that it's oh we, ha we have to sing this again yep this is the tenth time but you know this is this is the work that's involved in creating a song and um, I'm very fortunate that one of my good friends Nikki Lyle and um, Tony Mack from Celtic Music Radio once it's all ready they have agreed to take it to the next level now and they're going to air it on the radio so for these kids wow it's been full circle and it's it's normally something that happens over the space of six months and we did it in like a couple of weeks but it shows that it can be done and you know these kids are singing this in the playground and you can see that oh I want to be an engineer when I'm big and mm. how, what, what are those microphones for they're so inquisitive and so their little voices right now are like, oh, do, I don't want to perform. I don't want to sing this, but I really want to know what all those buttons are. Uh, so all of them, they're not the performers, they're the engineers. They're, there's other careers in music. Oh, it goes to radio. So how does the radio station work? And all of a sudden, instead of one little voice, music has put me in the, the position that the, has gifted me with the ability to speak to other little voices and that that's what it's all about for me um, music is not you don't go in it for the money you really don't everybody who's in music will tell you um you know, the same as writing books you're not yeah, doing it for the money it's just the love it's like i've spent the past sort of four months finally getting my second book and, and putting everything into it and it's passion and i'm thinking it's not about it. It's it's if this can help, as you say, if you can help get other people, like get you know, and, and you know that when you get reviews and you get people talking about, yep. wow, yeah, and it, it really is. And I hats off to these the teachers in the school because um, Mrs. Mrs. Anderson and um, oh gosh, I've forgotten the other name. Oh, what's her name? Oh, oh, primary primary four teacher. 
that will come. Mrs. McKenna. Oh, just as well, I can remember my own song lyrics because I can't remember people's names. I'm um, the same. I'm they, awful they, with names. <laughs> <laughs> they've been amazing. And, and all these teachers, they do this on a daily basis. They inspire little voices every day. I know. Mm. Oh, gosh, I, I mean, it's such a, a noble profession and a, a very hard one. But mm. yeah, as you say, you you do all the writing of your books. And I don't know if, if it's the same in your industry as, as in ours, but when you're starting off, even though um, you have put in so many hours, um, you're expected a lot of the time to turn up and just perform for free. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, even not even carpenters are paid. Um, and yet the, the kind of bugbear with me is that um, the bar staff are paid, the all the other members of that evening that, that you're performing at are, are paid. But in the, in the industry, unfortunately, that, that I'm in just now, that's why I say don't do it for the love of money, there is an expectation that the, the, the act that will actually bring people through the door to mm -hmm. buy the alcohol or to buy the tickets to support the, the venue being open uh, won't get paid. And so that's why I think a lot of, um, a lot of the time I, I'm actually at the point now where Yes, I've, I've, I've done that. I have done that. I won't be doing it again. I won't because I now I know and I would encourage other people who are in the situation not to do that either, to know the worth of what you are offering. Because, mm -hmm. um, I mean, even if you think, again, just to be perfectly open and, and honest, it's not about the money. Spotify, you get a smidgen of a penny per stream. Um, but these are the things that are important when you're trying to get some funding or some buy-in from from other investors they want to know how many people how many followers all the rest i've tried not to go down the route of i need a gazillion followers i need followers that i can connect with so yes. you'll go on and you you won't find that oh i've bought a thousand followers today which sometimes does happen unfortunately but I know that the people that are, are following me are, are actually there for a reason. And mm -hmm. they're the people that I, I love. And um, I'm really happy that I'm able to connect with. It's all about connection. Well, you are amazing. Thank you so much for sharing with us so openly and helping to inspire. I know that will help so many people. So thank you. And I'm so excited to hear more of your music. Thank you, and I'm really, really excited to share, as I say, the, the, the job that Finlay Napier as producer, Paul Savage as um, engineer, and all the amazing musicians that, that played on that. I mean, it does all start with a song, I know that, but um, yeah, without the team behind you, working with the right people, uh, it wouldn't be the phenomenal, um, I obviously I'm pretty biased, but um, it wouldn't find, sound as phenomenally good as it does. And you know, the reviews are starting to come back now. People um, in the industry are starting to hear it. And I'm very fortunate that the reviews are coming back very well. People are playing it on the radio stations, mm -hmm. um, both national and international community, BBC. People are starting to, to hear the messages. And mm -hmm. um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited about the next stage. I cannot wait to speak at TED and, okay. and really connect with, with a wider audience there too. It's a brilliant opportunity to be able to, to share stories, songs and, and, um, and little voices. Amazing, well thank, thank you. I'm so excited for you too. 
You're and a legend. Likewise, likewise. Can't wait to hear your new book as well, or read your new book, I should say. Well, if you, if you can hear it, I'll be the movie. If you need a soundtrack to the movie, you know. I will be doing it on. I will be doing it on Audible, so you can hear it if you prefer that. But oh, um, brilliant! So you can do that. But you're well, a legend. Oh, Lane, you're amazing. Your songs are amazing. Little bird, little sailor. One to watch, guys. Thanks for being here. Thank you.